Hi everybody, Rusty with you for another edition of the Summer Grill, all with thanks to KTM. Make sure you check out their fantastic model year 24 bikes from some seriously cool dirt bikes, adventure machines, not to mention some cutting edge road going motorcycles as well, including the very cool Super Duke, plus the ultimate array of accessories ready to race as they say. Today we're joined by the rapid young Kiwi, Ryan Wood, who's rise up the charts in Australian motorsport since he moved here in recent years has certainly caught the attention of Pit Lane. In 2024, he has a big opportunity alongside Chas Mostert, an opportunity that comes with great expectation, but as you'll hear, he's up for the challenge. Speed Cafe's editorial director, Andrew Van Leeuwen, tracked him down during the holiday break for this chat. Ryan Wood, thanks for joining us on the KTM Summer Grill. This is your last summer before you become a uh, full-time supercars driver with Walkinshaw and Ready United, which I'm sure you're very excited about. Just reflecting back on 2023, great year, most wins in Super 2, most poles. How frustrating is it that that early DNF, you know, in such a short season, basically wipes you out of being out of fight for the title? Yeah, obviously, like, we had a really great season and to, you know, um, go forward after Perth and have those, you know, two wins at Perth and then to build on that was really cool, but obviously... That DNF at Newcastle at round one really hurt us and was through no one's fault but my own, just being a little bit um, ambitious and probably not understanding how the point system works in Super 2. It's, you know, favours finishing quite a bit. Um, so, you know, no matter how many race wins or whatever you have, if you don't finish all the races, it makes it a pretty tough season. But, um, yeah, we had some really good speed along the way and then Obviously, Bathurst was really hard for us as well because we had another DNF in race one through just, you know, wheel-to-wheel contact and it broke broke the front right, uh, which doesn't really happen very often through light contact. So, yeah, it's just one of those things. But learnt a lot and, you know, wouldn't um, change it for the world. So overall happy with the season? I mean, are you surprised at how fast you've actually been since jumping into Supercar? They're quite a unique thing to drive, particularly those Gen 2 cars, and you've really taken to it like a duck to water. Yeah, I think, um, to be honest, you know, having Luffy there and everything like that makes it a lot easier. You know, you look at our Super 2 team, we've got Luffy as our driver coach, and I don't think many other teams have a driver coach. So I think that comes down to, um, you know, how serious Walkinshaw are taking their Super 2 program because they really see it as a, you know, kind of like breeding platform into main game, obviously, you know, with what they're doing with myself. But, um, you know, I think uh, the Porsche stuff really helped as well. You know, I think, to be honest, that coming from a Porsche to a Gen 2 supercar probably was the best thing for me because, you know, you got guys like Aaron Love and Cooper Murray who spent, you know, I guess three or four years in a Porsche and they are very unique in themselves as well so I think for me I only did one year in Porsche and then jumped straight into the supercar so it made my life really easy I didn't have too many bad habits but um yeah it's obviously not the easiest transition in the world going from rear engine to you know front engine so um no it's a pretty cool challenge though. You were on the cusp of a Carrera Cup drive you had one locked away a scholarship drive you kind of You've been that to take up this opportunity with WAU after you, you did the evaluation day and they were obviously incredibly impressed with what you did. The fact that you're now sitting here as a Super 2 race winner about to become a main game driver, does it vindicate that decision to go down the supercars path instead of the Porsche path? Um, 
it was a huge decision, obviously, because um, Porsche New Zealand and Alabama Motorsport invested a lot into me, and you know we were willing to do a lot more than just career cuts. So um, obviously for me it was a really hard decision, but um, seven-year-old Ryan saying that he's going to be doing the Bathurst 1000 next year would be pretty proud. So you know that's what it came down to, and I think um, you know that was really my dream since I was a young kid on a Sunday after testing up at a go-kart track with my dad and used to come home and watch the Sunday race and you know you don't really get that too often if you're watching Porsches or stuff like that so I think that's what it came down to is you know my my ambition since a young kid is to be a V8 supercar driver and to fulfill that um, yeah pretty pretty special and obviously it's, um, it's taken a lot of Effing a lot of big decisions and unfortunately, um, you know, sometimes people aren't happy about those decisions, but at the end of the day, um, you know, I'm sitting where I am now and I'm really proud of it. Ryan, you said you had, you know, one year with those Porsche bad habits. You've had one year in a, in a Gen 2 supercar. The Gen 3 is a bit of a different beast, obviously a, a lot less downforce. They behave a bit differently. You've had a pedal in one when you did an eval at Winton. What are they like? How do they compare? How do you feel in it? Um, I think Gen 3, you know, it's um, obviously different. I think, you know, it's, by the sounds of it, it's getting better and better each time they go out, you know, which is really exciting. And I think, you know, the last three rounds have been really exciting from a spectator's perspective. So I think we're, we're getting there on that front. Um, to be honest, I can't really comment on the driving side because... You know, I only did a day, and to be honest, it was more like I'm actually, you know, this is kind of my shot, and it was just all of a bit, bit of a blur, to be honest. So, um, you know, they're fun, and, and at the end of the day, they still have the sequential gearbox. You still have to heel toe. They still have the steering wheel. It's all, all the same, you know. Yeah, they move around a little bit more and don't have as much aero, but um, I guess at the end of the day, you, you know, you're a racing car driver. You have to earn your money somehow. But you you were you were a left foot breaker before. You just mentioned healing and towing. Are you, you know, which way are you going with that? Um, I'm still trying to decide that, but um, probably down the right foot breaking. To be honest, the only time I, the only reason I left foot braked was um because you know the first time I ever jumped in the car was at the first ever evaluation day, and we only got three runs, and it was the first thing my foot did. So I just didn't change this year. But um, yeah, well. You know, now I've got a little bit more time to perfect my craft around right foot braking. I think I'll get transition over the summer. We know that some drivers making that transition of you know bought manual road cars to sort of practice. Have you done something like that to try and get used to doing it? Well, my flatmate that used to live here, he came over from New Zealand, not Ronan, another one. He left his manual home that I get here, so I've just <laughs> been driving that round. So. Hopefully um, he doesn't catch wind of that, but um, yeah, that helps a little bit. But still, still trying to practice my race starts and that as well. <laughs> I'm sure everyone around uh, around Melbourne is appreciating that. Um, what are your <laughs> What are your expectations for next season? Obviously, you know it's it is a big step up to the main game. Where do you sort of what, what are you setting yourself as a goal for next season? I think for me, you know, obviously it's going to be. Yeah, like you mentioned, a really big step up. But I think for me is just making sure that um, I get on top of just the basics like tyre management, um, even pit stops, everything like that. I think just perfecting all that stuff early on 
will um, make you know the end of the year a lot, I guess, more competitive because it's very easy to sometimes rush all that stuff and forget how important it is. Um, and obviously, by the end of the year, I want to you know have a couple of top ten shootouts and stuff like that. I think that would be really cool. But you know, you look back at um, when Brody first joined, you know, he hit the ground pretty fast. So. Um, hopefully I can do the same, but I'm not counting my chickens before they hatch. I'm just, you know, excited to jump in and work with Chaz and, you know, it's going to be obviously a really exciting time in my life and, you know, just absorb it and take it all in. And what about the off-track stuff? Obviously, it's a much busier program compared to Super 2. Even just on a race weekend, what's expected of you, you know, as a, as a driver in terms of all the appearances, are you sort of braced for, for that side of the the job as well yeah i think obviously that is <clears throat> going to be probably the hardest part um not just jumping out of the race car and sitting in the truck and being on your own it's um you know going to have to interact with everyone and you know be um myself and and hopefully that works and hopefully people will enjoy that side of me and you know obviously i've got the best teammate to learn off on that front um you know chazzy's the first one to be at signing sessions and the last one to leave. So I think, um, you know, learning off that and, you know, obviously Bruce is a real real good character as well and having him guiding me along as well is going to help. And it's just, yeah, really excited to do it with Walkinshaw Andretti United because, you know, it's just, um, it feels like a family and, you know, they've really helped me evolve and given me the shot. So, you know, I think doing all the off-track stuff should be not too hard with them in my corner. Thanks for joining us, Ryan. Best of luck for next season. We're uh, really excited to see how you go. No worries. Thanks for having me. He's hugely talented and another of the fresh faces set to make their mark in supercars in 2024. Yes, lots of people will be watching on, but Ryan Wood seems set to make the most of that opportunity. We wish him well. That is it for this edition of the Summer Grill, all brought to you by KTM ready to race. Check back in with the website, of course, speedcafe.com tomorrow to see who joins us next right here for a conversation. You could be a winner each episode of the Summer Grill. KTM are giving you the chance to win a bar stool, a mug, and this race-inspired clock as well. So there's more good reasons to tune in and hear from some of the stars of World Motorsport here as a part of the KTM Summer Grill. All you've got to do is click on the link below, fill in your details, and you could be in the running to win.